0: Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Week Notes by Anne Still. We have an international feel to today's episode. I'm joined by Emma and Owen. Emma's been working in Switzerland for most of 2020, so she brings the Alpine feel to the conversation. You'll be glad to hear I've removed our yodeling in the edit. We end up talking about audio stuff and exercise before wrapping up with our old favourite homeworking. It might be a bit of a theme of the series now that cabin fever is setting in after 10 months at home and we pine for the return to the corporate office. I owe you an apology for this one too. There was a glitch with Emma's recording and her microphone missed her starting to speak sometimes. I've amplified it where I can.
1: Here. and they had this room where there's just zero reflection whatsoever so they had these big foam cones that come out from the walls and they're quite, they're like probably more than a foot deep. and that was the whole way around but when you're in there you say something and it's just gone it's, like, it's just, you say it okay. and it's gone and so then he got us all to stand on one side one corner of the room, he stood at the other side and he started talking or he was saying a poem or something facing us and as he spoke he turned around to face away from us and when he was facing the corner you couldn't hear anything even though it's in the same room, and then he turns back around and it gets louder and louder again and then he's, he's speaking to us. It was really, really freaky, like just not natural at all.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: But it was interesting because like, I've been in like recording studios and thought they were quiet, but no, this room was just, it was, yeah, it was eerie.
0: So was there like cones on the floor as well? Was it like all over the place?
1: There was, so there was like a mesh on the floor and then cones underneath that and cones okay. up above and cones on the door.
0: <laughs> that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was weird.
2: The jingle? For the start of the podcast. Did you make it? it?
0: Varies every week. So this week I use one from a website where you can go to get stock photography. That's free. But they also offer audio for free as well. So last week's episode had some random music from there that I downloaded and just spoke over. And then in previous weeks there's there's a guy that does film soundtrack stuff that he publishes. You have to declare that the music belongs to him on the podcast. You can't just put it in text in the show notes. You've got to actually speak it out. So I did that once and then thought, I'm not doing that again.
1: Is that what the Creative Commons is?
0: There's a couple who have licensed their audio. So there's a guy who uh, has a website called Stream Beats. So if you've ever like watched anybody streaming themselves playing a game on the internet, Stream Beats basically gives you music that is royalty free that you can play in the background whilst playing so that people can listen to stuff. And then there's ones where you can get like clips and audio intros and jingles and stuff. You've got to refer back to him because he owns the, the copyright on them. Um so yeah. It's it's too much work is the problem.
1: Yeah. I listen to I listen to a podcast and they um they've got a bit of audio and they use it every week and I'm pretty sure they don't have the permission to use it. And they get like a thousand downloads a week, you know, so it's pretty significant.
0: Yeah, you can get hefty fines, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. the The research I did suggested that yeah, it's not worth your effort trying to do it because if you don't have permission, then you have got you got to pay royalties and all sorts, and it's
2: with Facebook. If you post a video and there's sound in it, and they they obviously they have some AI that determines your what your sound is. And like I posted a video once which had a backtrack in it, and it knew like who it was, and it said like you know this is going to get muted because you don't own this song. But like, I wonder—is it the same with Spotify? Then would it like be checking your like—is there AI or something to check? Because I was wondering how would they really know? And then if they find it, are they also doing AI to check if you mention their name?
0: That's a very good question. I don't know. I mean, there's so many podcasts, so you know, you could probably sneak it under the radar with small numbers. But yeah, well, who knows? do either of you two have any idea how that music recognition stuff works like shazam on the app on the phone i've never understood how how it can so quickly identify a song
2: i mean right so i've tried to sing the shazam using my guitar and sing and be like what song's this to see if i'm you know as close to the artist and if it figures it out and i can confirm that it does not figure out who it is (laughs) So apparently either I'm just really bad or it's a wee bit smarter than that. <laughs>
1: and was this like well-known songs?
2: You know, trying to make it realize what this is. But yeah, it it must, it has to be a bit more, <laughs> slightly more technical than that. But yeah, must be the back. Like it knows the beats per minute and that will cut down like which sort of song it could be. Then it'll know like the key that cuts it down, so on and so forth. And then I guess, yeah, I don't know question
1: again if you're singing it yourself you're probably not going to be in the same key you might but you might you might be a wee bit off and if you well obviously you would be in, in the perfect yeah perfect pitch <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if anyone else though um of course a, and again if you know you've got your inbuilt metronome but for the rest of us you might be a wee bit free time or a bit too slow so i yeah i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah shazam's clever enough to identify versions of songs you know so it'll it'll be able to recognize like the live version of a track and and the studio version of a track so it must it it can't be it can't be doing what humans do and identifying the beats of a song when well, i know that immediately in, in about 2 seconds it must be comparing the audio signal from the the speaker and digitizing that in some way and then comparing that to a database but i don't know how you can do that so fast
1: i'm going to just Throw the, throw the term out there, like it's using it's using AI, it's using machine learning, so <laughs> when you do that, it's like, yeah, you don't have to understand it anymore, it's just it's doing what it does, but, you know, I guess if you think about it from a, an image recognition point of view, you know, it'll come up with markers on the image, so there'll be certain areas of the image where they'll say, we think this is this with this much confidence, and it can do that for, for a certain number of uh, markers in an image, and I guess we have to think it's the same for audio, right? So it doesn't it, it, it doesn't listen to the track at the start and then through to the finish. It just looks at the entire file, you know. And so I guess, yes, it's, it's coming up with some sort of markers. It's an interesting one. It's a difficult
0: yeah. problem. Let's actually talk about a topic. I do want to ask about skiing at some point. It'd be nice to talk about skiing.
2: I feel like we've done a pretty interesting chat on... Suzanne and Sound AI and everything like which was completely not on this list. So. I
0: know. <laughs> That's what Adam. happens,
1: you see. So are you talking about uh are you talking about Mount erigal and Donegal for skiing i've seen some I people? Did, I skiing. did see that. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. And I think it's real, too. Or are you talking more generally about just Emma going down to the shops?
0: Well, yeah. I saw the video that you posted in the Slack channel. Uh how much how much snow have you got?
2: Well, right here, there's none, so I don't live super high. So there's not actually, there's not often a lot of snow where I am, but you drive maybe half an hour and you're already at a slope and there's there's been quite a lot of snow already this year. It's getting a bit too warm again, starting to melt, but yeah, I've been able to go skiing. Well, I actually do, I ski, but also it's called ski touring. So what happens with it is you actually go up the slope yourself too with skins on your skis. So it grips as you go up and so you're sort of gliding up and then you take the skins off at the top, enjoy the view, obviously, and then uh-huh. ski down. So it's only one run, obviously, but it's more enjoyable like going up. It's like hiking, but like a bit more enjoyable because you're kind of gliding up. And obviously, it makes it worth it to get a bit of cardio in and all that. So you can do that in the evening. It's quite nice.
0: Is it not exhausting skiing uphill?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you don't lift the skis at all, they do glide, so it is, it's okay, but it does take a bit of getting used to, and your your heart rate is going, like, so. But yeah. Is that
1: is that cross-country skiing?
2: Cross-country, you don't actually go up, you're kind of on the flat, and you're skate it's almost like skating, but with, they're really, really skinny cross-country skis, and so you're kind of almost doing like a track, and you're just forcing yourself, there's no skins, whereas this one, the skins, you can't go back down, you know, it's it's a sort of i think it's sheep and some other artificial thing that makes you stick on the way up um but yeah it's a little bit different but it's a similar concept of skating with skis on a bit But yeah, cool pretty fun
0: i would say that i'm jealous but the idea of actually going skiing terrifies me a little bit because i've never done it before
1: i'm really jealous i think that sounds like i'm scared of falling off skis come down hill that sounds as much fun you know because you're getting a workout right
2: it obviously is really enjoyable yeah i think you'd love it because obviously you like a wee bit of exercise but uh it makes it so worthwhile because you get to the top and you're like okay i've done solid it's normally about an hour like straight cardio going for it and then you can enjoy just 20 minutes then roughly it takes to go down the same sort of slope and you know you can pick something relatively easy but yeah anyway
0: that's cool. So, would it be fair to say that the, the two of you are the, actually, probably not. Maybe Richard would challenge you for the the fittest members of Instil.
1: Yeah, I'd say I'd say me and I'd say me and Alma would be the fittest. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Richard's quite far down. I think
0: Richard would be.
1: I can think of a couple more that would give him a good run. Like.
0: Oh really. Definitely.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I actually really miss the towpath. That was that's probably what I missed most of it, Belfast, with have been in the office. To be honest, the towpath's nice, nice, and you're you're right on it when you're working in the city, you know, so you can get out at lunchtime. Yeah, definitely. So, how that. far
0: did you run? It you used to go out quite a lot at lunchtime. How far did you run on average lunchtime?
1: I uh, sort of we nine mile loop from the city centre out to Shaw's Bridge and back at the to towpath. I I've done that, yeah, most days.
0: Wow, <laughs> that and, and how long does it take you to run nine miles?
1: Um, some days you you know it's different every day. Some days you you want to hit it pretty hard, and sometimes you just take it easy. Like so, I don't know, around hour, hour ten minutes. That's amazing. But uh, no, I miss that. That was that was good fun. I Enjoyed that
0: you're working from home. Do you have somewhere somewhere better? Do you get to run?
1: Um, so yeah, where I live, it's you're either going uphill or downhill. You know, there's no there's no in between. So, but that's I guess that's good too. right? that's a bit of a challenge too. So yeah, and um, it's a wee bit annoying in the winter time because. It's dark, and then you're working, and then it's dark. <laughs> so unless you get out of time, you don't really get out.
0: Have you found that your your working hours have changed? Both of you, I guess.
1: Yeah, I used to get up. Really, I used to get up pretty early, so I'd go up at six and get my run done, um, and then the evenings, the mornings, and evenings start to come in. So I would get up at sunrise until it just got to the point where I just couldn't run in the morning at all, you know. So, but then with you know with the working from home and the children being home from school and that sort of thing, like, Instill is pretty flexible around that, and we kind of need all that flexibility. So, you know, I could be working early in the morning, not working at lunchtime at all. Pretty much 12 to 2 is quite often blocked out for me, so I'll often block it out of the calendar. And then it could be work again in the evening, you know. So, but Instill has been, they've been good that way, especially in lockdown
2: 3.0. Um, For me, actually, it's been quite good because my fiancé, he works Saturdays, then sometimes and still lets me work Saturday and then take the same day off as him then in the week and so it's been quite nice that's how I've been able to go skiing quite a bit and not actually be taking my leave which is quite nice so yeah it's just nice to feel trusted you know as well and there's a lot of yeah if they give you that flexibility there's a reason why and there has to be integrity on your side but it's nice to have the trust you know as well
0: yeah how, how likely are you two going to be to stick at it whenever the office is reopened
1: so I let you go first, Emma.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more complicated for me. I'm uh, all way in Switzerland. Communicate so... from
0: Switzerland? That's not going to work, is it?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it depends what way it's going to be. Like, we just can't know, can we? But I know again that instill are going to be pretty adaptable, and um, whatever it's going to look like. I mean, I do miss I miss the office for sure. Like, that's there's no question about that. So, if I could be in one, I would be.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's one of those things it's like at the start of lockdown, everyone was thinking, how is working from home going to work out? Um, and then it turned out that it worked. I would say most people would say it worked out pretty good. But, you know, we found things that worked. So then now everyone's asking the question, how is going back to the office going to work? What's that, you know, are we going to are people going to work one or two days a week or is everyone going to go back? Is it going to go back to the way it was like people are set up. Now people have got home offices and they've got everything set up and they know they can be productive. Um, our current client, you know, we're working pretty closely with them on requirements and stuff. And I'm kind of, in a way I'm as close to them as I'm to the other guys in the team because I can get them on a call just as easily. Whereas I know with the previous client who were also there in the States and when we were in the office, it was kind of a big deal to, to get a call with them. Everyone comes into the meeting room and you set up the teleconference and they do the same in their end. Whereas like a lot of that friction's really been removed. So if your client's remote, then you're closer to them What if you're working remotely like, so it's yeah. an interesting one. If we That's all went really back to being to be yeah. be in, in the office, and um, we would kind of lose some of that. And I'm kind of advocating for it because I've got a pretty long commute. So I'm sort of making the case. <laughs> But uh, I also know that in terms of development, we pair a lot in our team now, and it's it's an easy thing to do because you're sitting, you got your setup, you got your you know you get your keyboard, monitor everything set up, and you're your coding, and you can just easily pull someone in, and now you're pair programming, and we we use Slack usually, so we can annotate each other's screens. You know, we don't use necessarily the pair programming tools. where We can type in each other's screens because it's pair programming, right? So one person's driving, and one person's and um, you know watching. So that's another thing that if we went back to the office, I don't know if we if I wanted to pair with someone beside me. Like firstly we're in an office so we can't just start, you know, shouting about our code. Yeah. So do we go do we go to a meeting room? But it's nice to have your setup and everything where it is. So we find that we call them dev chats and anytime we have one, we we always put it up on the Slack channel on the development, just for the devs, you know. So we'll put it up there and we'll give it a name so that everyone all the other developers know what we're doing and then know what we're talking about. So it's like, you know, it's out in the open as well. And anyone can see. So it's kind of the analogy is, is you see two people pairing. You can just walk by and you can drop in and see what they're up to.
0: Yeah. And actually, that's easier to do now because you're not sitting in the same office as somebody. So you're not hindered by being in a shared office where there's other people around you. You can just set it up and run it Yeah. remotely. And you're not pulling
1: yeah. a chair over from somewhere and trying to, you know, trying to get in a position where you can see the screen. And and you can Google it as as someone's working and someone's coding. You can be Googling. You can be reading docs. Yeah, And it can be two or three people. We have found that works really well.
0: That's really cool, actually. I do remember working in a team which was remote, and meetings amongst that team was really awkward, because you had to set up a video conference and go to a suite, and it was actually before, really before, Google Meet or any of that stuff. So, it was a real hassle. But actually, the idea that everybody's at home it's it's just it's trivial to set it up now so that's yeah and then that's
1: one of the interesting questions that that is around going back to the office because everyone's remote so i think that works well but if half the people were remote would it work as well
2: before we before all of this drama you know would have been somebody in your team probably at least one day a week not in the office and you do feel like there's a two different levels like you're doing a stand up and one person's on that screen but then the four of you are standing around and so there's kinda of like an uneven connect in that as well. And so yeah, it's true, like if we're half and half. Yeah, you kinda of, kinda of feel like it does need to be an all and nothing in some ways. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think yeah. I could see situations where we'll set up scheduled days in the office. So your team your team will want to have a big planning session or something and so it makes sense to gather for that. But in practice it's better if everybody's distributed. And even Even the people that are in the office when you're doing your daily stand ups or whatever, they need to be on their own laptops connected with headsets so that they're distributed too, even though they might be sitting at the same bank of desks.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's going to be. And then, so like Emma was just saying, you know, maybe we all come in a day a week, but then I guess the idea would be that, you know, our team comes in for a day a week so that we're all in, and then the other days we're all remote. But then you would kind of get into this thing where, you know, one team's in today and another team's in the next day. And I see my team, you know, on the video calls, but I'm I'm missing everyone else in instill. And then you could kind of, you could not solve that problem in a way. Yeah. If, if it's team per day sort of a thing. So yeah, it is a funny one.
0: That's probably a good place to leave it for today. Thanks for listening this far. And I hope you enjoyed it. Speak to you next week.